Yo, welcome in to episode 92 of the House of L podcast. I'm Lord Holmes, and I am so excited about this episode today. It's a short one for reasons which I'll explain coming up, but I say this, I say this to you. This is one of my absolute favorite people in broadcasting. And I can't wait. If you don't know her already, I can't wait for you to get to know her because then you'll you'll understand. But Laura Britt, I would I would put her on the list of people that I would say is one of my best friends in the industry. And that's because we we did a show together at 120 Sports. We used to work together. Me, her, Michael Kim used to do the morning run show at 120 Sports, which is now Stadium Network. And I just dig her, man, like her whole vibe. And what's crazy is, and we'll get into it when you hear us talking, her background is so different than mine. And it's weird how sometimes you just vibe with people. Like you come from different places and and you just, you have similar thoughts and goals and morals in, in a lot of cases. And you just vibe. And that's how me and LB are. I'm so proud of her. And I'm, I mentioned that in here. So you'll, you'll hear me. I will be gushing uh, over my friend because she's so tremendous at what she does. But after we left 120 Sports, Laura was trying to figure out what she was going to do next. And she ended up going out to San Francisco. So she is the me of San Francisco's NBC sports station, NBC Bay. And it cracks me up because we used to be on the same desk together. We get up and we go in early and see each other at four in the morning and see each other at our absolute worst. And that's how I know that I, I vibe with her because I would see LB, no makeup on, four in the morning, trying to figure out how she's going to get all this stuff done. I've seen LB 39 uh, weeks pregnant and (laughs) her taking off her shoes so that she could be comfortable, like all of this stuff. Like we've, we've been through it. So seeing her succeed is extremely gratifying. She does all of the San Francisco 49ers stuff that I do for NBC sports Chicago with the bears she does their show with Jeff Garcia and Dante Whitner, and she fits right in, even with that that syrupy Southern and Alabama accent of hers. She fits right in. This was great that she was at Super Bowl week, and I, I we were texting back and forth going, man, I, I want the Niners to make it to the Super Bowl so that she could get down to Miami And we can actually hang out. And so the Niners got there and we were able to work together because our tables at Radio Row were like right next to each other. Like NBC Chicago, NBC Sports Chicago and NBC Bay Area were right next to each other. And I got to go down onto Ocean Drive and check out the live show that they did. And it was all crazy. And it all was just good. Like she's one of those people where. When you are around her, you feel better. And it was good for the soul. I'm not going to lie. It's absolutely good for the soul. So without further ado, my good friend, 
Laura Britt from NBC Sports Bay Area. We talked about the Super Bowl. We talked about the fact that she's got a, a, a pair of newborn twins, and she is out here still doing it because that's the type of person that she is. I'm glad to call her a colleague, and I'm even more happy to call her a friend, Laura Britt. Okay, so I'm super excited that the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl just so that I could see you. Like, this is – I'm like, you have no idea how happy I was when I saw you down on South Beach. Like, it just made my day. Oh, this has been – I'm happy they made it to the Super Bowl, too. Hello. <laughs> um, it's been an incredible experience. And I started covering the 49ers in 2018, which was quite a different – um, outcome, let's say, than the 2019 season. But really, the crazy thing about that is the team is the exact same. So you would think it would kind of be like a miserable experience. In 2018, it wasn't. Like They're just so awesome. Like The team's awesome, all of that. But anyway, all of that to say, I'm very happy they made it to the Super Bowl because it has been the best reunion to see you. And uh, Lawrence and I used to do a morning show together in Chicago, so it's just been... It's just been really fun. It has. It's been really, really great. So I got a lot of questions I want to ask you about oh boy. your transition to the Bay Area. So no math questions. No math oh, questions as of yet. I was worried. Although I'm sure that you could have pulled that off, too. Oh, that, let's not test my knowledge. Okay, we won't. We don't, but, but UAB, she is very proud of her education. Go Blazers, baby. <laughs> so for you, this was, this was a big deal. You left Chicago, you had had your baby boy, you and your husband go out to the Bay Area. It's a whole new world where you had already kind of fit into what was going on in Chicago, and now you have to start all over again in, in the Bay. What was that like? Oh, it's been awesome, actually. Um, I love Chicago, minus the cold. You all feel me. Don't act like you don't feel me. You feel me. Uh, so the Bay Area weather so much better. That, that I can promise you. But the experience has been great. I mean, my first assignment when I got to the Bay Area was to cover the Warriors' second championship of their back-to-back years. Not a bad deal. Like, kind of awesome to do. I understand my life is not fair. Um, but that was awesome. So I was just thrown in. And that's the way I like it. You know, get right in. Um, get some coverage under your belt. And then I do the A's, and they went on this, like, incredible stretch that summer. It was like a crazy wind streak, and that was fun. And then you've got the Giants. I mean, it's it's just NBC Sports Bay Area is partnered with all of those teams. And, and so you're covering something year-round, and that's exciting to me, whereas, you know, it's not just football. It's not just baseball. Year-round, you've got something exciting going on. Was it cool to go from – the stuff that, that we were doing at 120 slash stadium was very national. So was it cool to go to a place where you could sink your teeth into, well, I'm part of the community and I'm covering the sports team that people in this community care about? Yeah, I'm definitely still getting involved in that because I've only been there a, a little under two years still. So that's been really fun. Yeah, because when you're spread out all over and in Chicago, we were covering Everything you got to like know. Everything, literally like hockey, everything. College football, college basketball, NFL, and NBA. I mean, it was all the whole shebang. So I knew a lot, a, a little bit about a lot, and now I know a lot about these specific teams. Which is, it's fun to get to know players' personalities and get to really follow their journeys, and that's been exciting. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a different, a totally different 
a totally different beast to know everything about, you know, specific teams as opposed to knowing just a little bit about everything. That's that's been a big transition, but it's been fun and it's you, it's easy to study when you've got one team that you need to hone in on a lot easier to study <laughs> so for, that's been fun for sure and not a bad deal when you've got the 49ers and the history of the 49ers it's the legacy they have one of the best um franchises in the entire nfl I mean, it's it's not a bad gig did did that feel overwhelming though because you, it, you like you're going to be face of 49ers coverage so you're like I gotta learn a lot of stuff about this franchise it did at first but I'm always an honest person I'm not pretending that I've covered this team for 30 years um, that's my biggest thing is, is authenticity and the reality is our 49ers insider Matt Mayoko knows a heck of a lot more about the 49ers than I do and I love that I use him as a tool and I am able to ask him great questions. I love being a facilitator of finding good content as opposed to pretending that I know everything there is to know about the 49ers. Because the reality is I just haven't been there that long and I can learn along the way and I can study and get to know that stuff and watch the old footage and, and all of that. But Matt was there for it and we've got so many guys. Jerry Rice was there for it. You know, those people were there for it. and. And the front office people that I've worked with with the Niners, they have been so great. Going through the Niners Museum, all of that stuff really helps. But it's about extracting those memories and that legacy from the people that I talk to. I like that we have basically the same job. It's weird. It's weird to like, when I even like watching you on South Beach, I was sitting there going, we have the same job. And we're in two completely different cities, but luckily we work for the same company, even though we're not on the same desk. I go through this with my guys. I love talking football with the group that I have. What's it like for you with this crazy group of football players that you have to work with? Oh, it's so fun. So we've got Jeff Garcia and Dante Whitner, a.k.a. Hitner, on the show regularly. Ian Williams also on the show regularly. And that's so fun. I love having the offensive and defensive perspective. And when you think about it, there just aren't that many quarterbacks in a franchise's history, period. And so to have that from a guy like Jeff Garcia, who's, who did see a lot of success, it's so invaluable. I mean, I just love having him as a tool and being able – no one understands what Jimmy Garoppolo is going through more than somebody who's been there and done that. So that's fun. And then as far as the players inside the locker room, do I need to say anything more than George Kittle? Because the guy is a, a walking soundbite. He's a walking soundbite. He's great. I've seen some of the stuff that, that he, I mean, T-shirts, soundbites, it doesn't matter. He is, he is getting it done. So what was, what was the most difficult part of you transitioning from national to regional or local? Oh, man, that's a great question. I think it is you feel the weight of of the legacy of the Niners and I want to make sure that I bring the best content every day that's my goal at the end of the day I want to give people the best information and the you know be entertaining but also be accurate and bring the best information so you know you've got so many people in the Bay Area that have followed this team for so long and I, I do feel that weight on my shoulders every day before I do a show before I go on I want to bring these people the best content. And I think that's been my biggest challenge is just 
realizing that I've got to go out and do a show and that I don't know everything. You know, when you realize that you don't know everything and you don't have to know everything, that kind of lifts that weight off your shoulders. But I do, I, I do feel a responsibility to bring people the best stuff. In Chicago, it would it you being on the air, like hearing your southern accent would definitely be jarring to a lot of people with our Chicago accents <laughs> blaring in people's ears. How has that gone over in San Francisco? Because you don't drop it. It's part of you. you no one said anything really to me about it. I mean, I, I drop y'alls all the time because that's like who I am. But no one's actually maybe two people. I mean, very, like very sporadically people will bring it up, but never in a negative way. It's been, I haven't had any issues with it at all. See, I love it. I think that it actually, it, it, what everyone seems to try to do from a national perspective is, well, let's take people who are from a different region, but let's give them, let's teach them how to do a Midwestern, Midwestern accent. Yep. And I like that you've never felt that pressure. Like you've, it's one of the things I love about you is your authenticity, that you're Southern and you're not apologizing for being Southern. Well, if you see me, I'm probably eating biscuits and gravy, so it's kind of hard <laughs> to take that away from me. That's a um, that's a telltale right there. No, for I sure. carry butter around with me in my purse. Well, are you going to be making cinnamon rolls anytime soon, and why did you not bring me any to Super Bowl uh, Radio Row? If you knew what went into the cinnamon rolls, you would know why, because we've added two children Uh-huh. So, you know, I've got twins now. They're seven months old. I don't know. My life... Very mild, very chill. Right yeah, now. you're not doing anything that's that's important. So let's I'm getting full nights of sleep. Finally, while you're at the Super Bowl, <laughs> when I'm in Miami, how about that? <laughs> well, let's let's talk about that because when you left Chicago, you had one, and now you got three. Just like that. Just like that, Just you like got that. three. So, what were the challenges when you got you had your first child versus now? Like you and your husband are playing zone defense against the three of them. You aren't kidding. And since we are from the South, my husband's from the South as well, Alabama and Mississippi, our closest family, you know, thousands of miles away. So that's a challenge for sure. I think being a new mom, I always go back to, it's hard to imagine now with just one, I always go back to with Marshall, there are so many new things when you have your first child. Everything's new. You know, you kind of freak out about a lot of things, call the pediatrician every other day, you know, all of that. And so none of that is happening now. I just get to the end of the day. I'm like, is everyone alive? Are we all breathing? And do we all have clothes on, you know, when we go out of the door? That's If I can make that happen, I call it a success. So it is a huge change. And, and with the twins, you get a two-for-one deal, which is from people that I've talked to that have twins. This is, you know, the, kind of the craziest time when you've when they can't do anything for themselves. So I think in a few years, it's going to be really exciting to see them. You know, I'm sure they're going to be like just dog pounding each other, like wrestling. That's, that's all in my Didn't future. you say that your daughter is already stealing toys from your yes, son? It's insane. Lawrence. She does. She looks over. They're seven months old people. They can barely sit up, not even by themselves. And she'll look over and see one of his toys or her, her twin brother's toys. And she will just snatch that thing. She's like, I want that. That's mine now. And he just grabs another one, and she steals that one, too. That is great. It's amazing. So so how does all of this work with your schedule? Because there's a lot of late nights. You guys are playing late. You're working late. Are you on their schedule, or are they on yours? That's actually the number one question I get asked now. And I think it's 
really important for moms in this business to encourage other moms. I got uh, um, a woman came up to me this week and it's really stuck with me. And she said, I see you on Instagram. And she just had her first child and just went back to work. And she said, when I went to your page, I was kind of having one of those moments where I was breastfeeding my child and I just saw it and it, you're kind of in, in the zone and, and you're in the moment. And she was just kind of struggling. And she said, I saw your page. And I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. And I just hope that we can all do that together, encourage each other together. It is crazy. I'm not going to lie. Having my husband, Walker, really support everything that I do. And, and likewise, I support everything he does. That's the biggest difference is if you don't have that support, I don't see how it's possible. And I know people do it, which... Um, I'd love to talk to them because that's incredible. Um, we, we just hired a nanny because I work, I'm back at work five days a week now, and he works five days a week, so she's there during you know, the days and, and stays a little bit later, so she's kind of on a crazy schedule with my schedule. And I don't get my schedule until a week or two before, and with the Super Bowl, it's the, day, the next day could be dependent on if they win or lose. So having a flexible nanny, having a flexible husband, that's able to work around those things is the only way I'm surviving. But the days are crazy. You know, I get <laughs> at the moment I was interviewing George Kittle on our postgame show, 49ers postgame live, interviewing George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo. No big deal. You know, after a big win, I get home, sink is full of bottles. I just go to town. So one second you're interviewing George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo, the next second you are washing and sanitizing baby bottles. Life comes at you fast. That's life. It's just, you know, you get home and my day doesn't end there. My day doesn't start when I get to Levi's Stadium. It starts long before that, waking up with the babies, you know, helping feed, helping getting everybody changed into church or whatever because, um, you know, the game's mainly on Sundays, so they, they try and make it to church. and I go down to the game, and it's, it's just a lot of moving parts, but it works, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I feel like the Lord made me this way where I'm kind of like a head down, grinded out kind of person, and that's just who I am. So he won't give you more than you can handle, and I wouldn't have it any other way. It's fun. How fulfilling was it for you to get that note from that mom saying you're... Oh, she came up to me and talked to me. How, how fulfilling oh, is that? It's, it's what it's all about at the end of the day. We're all just people out here trying to make it, right? That's what everybody, you know, all these NFL player, players, they're, they're just people out here trying to make it too. And that's a perspective that I carry with me all the time. And ever since I became a mom, I feel that weight a lot more. I get a lot of stay-at-home moms saying, how do you do it? And you know what? They have the harder job. Going to work for me is a vacation uh, during my day. Staying at home is something I don't know how those, those women do it. Uh, that's a lot. So I think it's all just about, um, I, I always say comparison is the thief of joy. And that is, could not be more true. Comparison is totally the thief of joy. The grass is always greener on the other side. There are people grinding it out, trying to make things work that you don't see behind the scenes. And people aren't showing that on Instagram. And that is one thing I've tried to do. I've tried to document the harder parts of my day as opposed to just the interviews with John Lynch and George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo and Dee Ford. I've really tried to highlight all that it takes to get to that moment, too, because there's a lot that goes into that. You seem... I, I don't want this to sound like an insult. You seem <laughs> as happy as I've seen you. 
Yeah, professionally. I mean, well, yeah, it's great. I mean, to work for NBC, it, it's a dream come true. You, it's um, how many people would kill to be doing what I'm doing, and how many people would kill to have the first year I host 49ers pre and post game live. Hello, they go to the Super Bowl. This is. I wake up every day realizing that people go to jobs that they hate and that I don't have to be that person. It's really nice. It's really nice to be able to do what you love. I mean, same with you. Like, we're sitting here. It's a joke. We're covering sports for a living. Hello. Like, it's it's so nice to be able to do what you love and be around people that are talented and do – we're working right now. I mean, if you guys could see on a bunch of NFL players – there are TV cameras and lights everywhere. We're on Radio Row at the Super Bowl in Miami. Feel sorry for us, anybody. And you, you were doing the, the show from a great place, Naked Taco, over there at Dream. It's in South Beach for everybody that is trying to get the geography down. Okay, I tried to explain this on the air the other day. What happened with the models from Argentina or whatever? No, we had a flash mob show. <laughs> this is not real life. So there were, I don't know, it was like a cheer group or something, and they start, we're about to go on air uh, for our show, 49, it was 49 or Central, we're doing those hour-long specials all week long while we're down here in Miami, and this flash mob of people starts chanting down the street. It was like... San Francisco, San Francisco. They were from Argentina, couldn't speak English, they could say San Francisco. And we're chanting San Francisco, had our cheer cards out. It was great. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. You guys created a, a, a fantastic viral moment. I thought it was really dope. And I thought that your command of that show is great. Watching you succeed, the I'm probably going to tear up when I say this, but like Stop, watching, don't make me cry, please. watching you succeed like this and knowing how hard you worked to get here, is one of the real like joys. Like as someone, as your as your old partner and as your friend, like I'm so freaking proud of you and what you've done and what you accomplished and what you're gonna go on to accomplish. It's so wonderful to see you in your element. And like, this is perfect. Like I'm, I watch you and you're like, she's got it. Like <laughs> she, she's got the whole thing down. Some days I wonder. Some days I wonder. <laughs> but on camera, no one would ever know. And I, I just, you know how I feel. I've, I've always felt like the sky is the limit for you. Well, and likewise. Likewise to everything you said. We, we're, one day. Right. We've got, we've got big plans. Stay tuned. Stay <laughs> we tuned. have big plans. Like this, you know how I describe this? I, I was trying to describe this to a friend of mine because I put up a picture of us on Instagram. And I said, I'm in a platonic love affair with Laura Britt. <laughs> well, I'm really good friends with your wife. You're really good friends with my husband. It yes. works out great. <laughs> it just it works out really, really well. So I'm super proud of you. Thank you. And thank you so much for doing this. And congratulations on the babies. And congratulations on everything that's going right with NBC Bay Area. And they... That, that is a top-notch organization. Totally. And we're covering top-notch teams, which there are a few of them, you know, in a, in a down season. But outside of that, I mean, everyone from top to bottom with all those organizations has been just so kind. And it's an honor for me to be on this podcast with you. I love it. I've, I'm so excited to be a guest. You are uh, a star, and I'm glad that people are taking notice that you are a star. Thanks, Lawrence. So that was the incomparable Laura Britt. I'm sad that her team didn't win the Super Bowl because I I couldn't even imagine 
what the coverage was going to look like because NBC Sports Bay Area, man, they put it out there on South Beach. I can't even imagine what they were going to do had the Niners won the Super Bowl. But the great thing about it is they have a good team, and I suspect they will be a part of the mix next year in one way or another. And and hopefully I get the experience. Let me just real quick talk about Radio Row. I've been joking about this on the air, but it's the absolute truth. I kind of miss covering the NFL every day. And I don't mean covering the Bears every day. That I don't miss. I don't miss the 45-minute drive to Hallis Hall and the sometimes two-hour to two-and-a-half-hour drive back home from Hallis Hall. But the big events, radio stations across the country, television stations across the country used to do the Super Bowl no matter what. And a lot of places are cutting back, which I understand. Like, I I get it, but I think that there is more to be gained by going to some of these events than not going. And I gained a lot. I gained a lot of perspective. I gained some new ideas by going. And I made some I made some connects. Like, I talked with people. I got a chance to talk with the, the Levitard show people. I love that show. And if you listen to my show, there are elements of that in, in the radio show that I do. So getting a chance to to talk with Billy and Mike Ryan and meeting Stu Gotts, like that was insane. He is exactly who he is depicted to be on the radio. And I, I appreciate that he is that person. Rain or shine, he's that guy. So I hope that my trip, and I'm going to talk with Mitch about this. I don't know if I'm even slated to go back next year. Like the whole reason I ended up going to the Super Bowl in the first place was because JJ Stankovitz had twin babies and he was on paternity leave. I don't know if they're if they're planning on sending me back there through NBC, but I will say if the score, the score, I hope that they will consider. I hope that Mitch will consider it. And I'm gonna I haven't had this conversation with him yet, but when he gets back from Milwaukee, I will. I thought it was valuable, and I thought that we did good shows, and I thought that our shows were. Still Chicago-centric, but having that access and being able to talk to some of the people down there I, I thought was really, really valuable. So I hope that that we get a chance to do more of it, and I want Herbie to go and him to see what it's like and to to produce at, at Radio Row and the, the chaos that goes with that I think is a, a really valuable thing for any radio station to have. So I am uh, I'm stumping. I am shoe on the table banging the shoe on the table saying we should go back to radio row next year in tampa i mean that's a good spot to be in the middle of january right all right now let's do some emails and you can email the podcast at house of l podcast at gmail.com again that's house of l podcast at gmail.com be slick too. Like send me a video so I can have the audio or just do an audio thing, like a, a memo record and send me the file. And then I will put your file into the podcast like I did with this one. Hey, Lawrence. This is Alex from the Southside City of Posen. I've been a big fan of the podcast listening from the start with the golf podcast. And one of the craziest things I think about your podcast is that some of my favorite ones are the ones that I haven't even planned on listening to prior to just clicking the download button. Like one of the biggest ones is probably the Seattle Lewis episode and the 
Sierra Santos uh, episode as well. Um, I have a suggestion for the podcast. Uh, a great future guest would be Tony Khan. Tony Khan, with a long list of like his accolades on top of being a U of I grad. He is the president and CEO of All Elite Wrestling, AEW, owner and chairman of a sports analytic company called True Media. And I guess when he has a little bit of free time, he's the senior vice president of analytics for the Jacksonville Jaguars and the director of football operations for the Fulham Football Club in London. I know he's going to be in town around February 29th because AEW is having a pay-per-view event at the Wintrust Arena. So you might be able to get him into the House of L, actually, and do a little podcast with him. Thanks again for the podcast, and keep up the great work. Man, thank you. Like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm so happy that someone actually took the time to just do a video and just send that, and then I could just use the audio and use it. Yes, Tony Khan is a great idea. It's funny. I've been thinking about this. I did an interview with Cody Rhodes, which was quite honestly more of a House of L interview than it was a score interview. And I'm thinking about lifting that interview and putting it on House of L. I might do that, but this this gives me a little bit of time. Maybe I can figure out a way to get Tony Khan on, on the podcast because he does have a very interesting life. So I, I'd love to, to talk with him about why they feel comfortable about taking on the world. I think that's an excellent one. Your point about the other the podcast that you weren't thinking that you would like, I, I try to tell people those are the ones that you should gravitate towards where it's someone that you're not necessarily even interested in, or at least you think you're not interested in that person. And then you listen and you go, wow, I didn't know that Sierra had that incredible of a backstory or all the things that Mark Rohde was going through. Siafa's origin story is unreal. I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to the Gary Goldman interview. And because he was he was lights out. Like he was absolutely lights out. So I I appreciate that you're willing to give some of these people that you don't know a chance to listen to their story and see if you can find something interesting. And for the most part, I walk away from each interview having learned something. Ooh, the Tom Dreesen one's really good, too. Actually, they're all really good, but the ones that I can think of, like, off the top of my head where maybe someone doesn't necessarily click onto it, that's one of the ones that I, I that comes to mind, that you just click on that one and enjoy it. So thanks for following directions and sending in the audio. See, it doesn't take that much. Send in the audio. I think it sounds a, a, a lot better to tell you the absolute truth. So thanks for setting us off the right way. Man, this was a fun episode, even though it's a little bit of a short one. But I thank you for listening to it because I'm glad that you got a chance to to know LB a little bit and her crazy life that she is out there leading with her husband, Walker, and their, their three beautiful children that they have. So keep following her because I'm telling you, that's someone who's going to that's someone who is eventually going to be sitting in your living room every morning doing a morning show for somebody. She's just too damn good. And if she wants, I'll sit next to her. We could do the Today Show. NBC, we both we work for you. Holler at your boy and your girl. We could do the fifth hour of today. Did you know that Laura Bakes 
She bakes. And she's a young mom. And I'm her friend. <laughs> That's my pitch for us hosting the Today Show. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Have another great episode for you lined up next week. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.